This is Don Talk, and I'm Donovan Adkisson. Something Republicans and those right of center, especially uh, evangelical Christians, something that they don't seem to understand is when they really push for laws, bills, legislation that seems to give them an unfair advantage or for them what they think is the right thing to do by God, they don't, they, they don't seem to stop and think about the potential consequences of how this could come back to bite them in the ass. Now, what I'm talking about specifically is an article that I, I came across at Politico, and it's talking about a potential strategy that could actually be used to mitigate or completely overturn abortion bans. And it has to do with the 1993 Religious Freedom Restoration Act, also known as the RFRA. I mean, you would have thought they could have come up with something else where you could have actually said, I mean, refra, ref, <laughs> anyway. So yeah, we're talking about abortion and it seems that some religious groups and other clergy members are utilizing a very unique legal strategy to challenge certain abortion, uh, certain abortion restrictions uh, in nearly a dozen cases across state and federal courts that, that are apparently open right now. And what they are arguing is that these laws infringe on their religious rights and aim to restore access to abortion while challenging the assumption that just because you happen to be a religious individual that you're in opposition to abortion. Just because you happen to be a religious individual does not mean you automatically want to take away the rights of a woman or women to do what they will with their own bodies, female bodily autonomy. And before you get your panties in a wad and, and what have you, Look, we're not talking about the propaganda that's out there, especially from the right, especially from all of those anti-abortion groups, pro-life groups that claim that what Democrats want, what, the, what people on the left want, the godless masses want, is for you to be able to, right up to the day you're about to deliver, to kill your child if you have a change of heart that you don't want to be a mama. And that is complete and utter bullshit. That does not happen. In very rare instances, there may be some choices very late in term where it comes down to who do we save? Do we save the mother or do we save the child? Because in whatever this particular tragic situation turns out to be, there can only be one, not to make a Highlander, Highlander reference. And so the right-wing evangelicals, the, the pro-lifers, I should say they're pro-birthers. They're not pro-lifers. They're pro-birthers because they're all about making sure that, that that woman carries that baby to term, delivers said child. But then when that woman might need some assistance to, keep, to, to, to feed the child, to take care of the child, to get on her feet, oh, no, no. No, you should have put an aspirin between your knees and done a better job. I mean, we're talking about the assholes that are literally trying to come after birth control. But I digress. What we're talking about here today is using their own law against them. Now, if you're not familiar with the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, I'm going to 
I'm going to tell you what it is. As I said before, it was um, enacted in 1993, and it aims to protect individuals' religious freedoms by prohibiting the government from substantially burdening a person's exercise of religion unless it can demonstrate a compelling governmental interest and that the burden is the least restrictive means of achieving that interest. The RFRA was passed in response to a Supreme Court decision that held that the First Amendment's free exercise clause does not provide a broad exemption from laws that burden religious practices. The RFRA reinstates a standard of strict scrutiny for cases involving religious freedom claims, meaning that government actions that substantially burden religious exercise must meet a strict standard of justification. So under this law, individuals and religious organizations can bring legal claims if they believe that a law or government action has infringed upon their religious exercise. The law has been used in various cases involving issues such as religious practices, religious accommodations in the workplace, and exemptions from certain laws based on religious beliefs. It's also important to note that the RFRA only applies to actions taken by the federal government or actions taken by state and local governments that receive federal funding or are otherwise connected to federal programs. And even still, there are some states that have enacted their own versions of RFRA to provide similar protections at the state level. Now, as you can imagine, the entire impetus of this is so that certain groups or individuals can do things, practice their religion, if you will, in maybe the workplace or other situations where if you take an actual reading of the First Amendment, or you look at the separation of church and state, they wouldn't be allowed. So this gives them an out. This is the type of thing that has allowed, and I forget the guy's name, but he wanted to pray, he wanted to be on bended knee or whatever, pray before football games and things like that, which, by the way, that has got to be the most boneheaded thing that I have ever... I, I can never figure this out. If you do believe in God, the last thing that I would think that he would give two shits about is whether you won a football game or not. This makes absolutely no sense. If he is the creator of the universe, the knower of all, the seer of everything, he doesn't care about your football game. The supposed God dad, the sky daddy is, it doesn't even care about children starving to death in Ethiopia and African countries, doesn't give a shit about what's happening in churches, religious institutions right here in the United States where children are being sexually abused by those supposedly ordained by God to speak for him. So the last thing he should give two shits about is whether you win your football game or not. But it's this type of law that the Supreme Court basically said, yeah, he's, he's got the right. Well, turnabout is fair play, as they say. So now you've got these lawsuits that are leveraging the, <laughs> the RFRA to go after these laws that have been enacted by anti-abortion state officials to target the officials' own restrictions on the procedure. As an example, Indiana, religious plaintiffs successfully argued that the state's near-total abortion ban violated the RFRA. And furthermore, these lawsuits are seeking religious exemptions 
to abortion bans or just completely overturning of the bans themselves, 100%. And believe it or not, legal experts believe there's a chance that these challenges could succeed, especially given some of the recent rulings that have established the need for religious exemptions in secular law, as what I just explained about the guy in the, the, the praying, kneeling, whatever, of the foot, before the football game. So it'll be interesting to see. Apparently, uh, these cases are expected to have oral arguments and rulings in the coming months. I'll do my best to try to keep up with that and uh, maybe talk about it again, depending on what happens. But it, it, it reminds me of what has just recently happened. And of course, it, it got reversed because I mean, we kind of figured it would. But where the book banning laws were actually used, a parent, I forget which state it was, actually used that same law to say, well, the Bible should also be banned because it's got sexually explicit text and imagery. Well, not really imagery, but it makes you think of things because there aren't any pictures in the Bible. Man, wouldn't that be cool? And for a brief moment, it was actually removed out of elementary schools, but then they put it back in because they claimed that the basically the positivity, the good stuff out of the Bible, out of the Bible actually overrode the ba- bad stuff. And, well, I call BS on that. <laughs> if you want to read the Bible, that's fine. But please, read it with an open mind and no biases whatsoever and really and truly understand all of the contradictions and how it makes absolutely no sense to use that text as a way to live your life. Just don't. But these are the types of things. This is the way we try to get balance back is we have to take these laws that were always intended to be one-sided and generally always to the benefit of Christianity and to the detriment of every other religion or non-religion out there, use these same laws and try to get some form of fairness, especially in matters of abortion and bodily autonomy for women and men. Right now, men don't, don't necessarily have an issue with that, but at some point— if you if you don't think don't think they're going to stop with trying to prevent abortion don't think that they're going to stop with trying to prevent birth control pills and other forms of contraceptives it would not surprise me if somebody in congress started floating a bill to make it illegal for men to have vasectomies because at the end of the day and this is my opinion what the Republicans want, and especially the right-wing evangelical nutbags, what they want is more population density, more women just popping out babies so they can be indoctrinated into their religious faith as well as the Republican side of the democratic process. You'll never make me believe anything other than that. But with that said, I'd like to know your thoughts on this particular situation, using their own laws like the Religious Freedom Restoration Act against them, but fairly to seek balance. I think it's a great idea, and I can't wait to see how this plays out. And I'm keeping my fingers crossed that it plays out the way I feel like it should. But I'd love to know what you think about it. You can call me at 229-796-4009, leave me a voicemail, you can also text that number again. That's 229-796-4009. Or yeo email podcast 
at dontalkshow.com. I'd love to hear from you. But until then, you take care of yourselves, and we'll talk soon.